Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast. So this show was created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm. So my name is Lindsay Phillips and I'm your host and captain for this 30 minute excursion. I am the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs calm the choppy waters of fast paced business growth. So you can of course learn more about what we do at ssonlinesupport.com. So so today I'm looking to motivate and inspire you to achieve more, but really give some practical tips and business building strategies to be more productive, boost your profits and grow your business. And so today is such a huge and great topic on PR and branding. And so I do have my special guest today who's going to do just that, uh, Heather Ripley with Ripley PR. So Heather is the CEO and founder of Ripley PR and they are a global public relations agency specializing in franchise construction, manufacturing technology, and of course other B2B industry. Um, Heather and her awesome team have secured stories for clients in high-profile publications like Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, Boston Globe, and even TV shows, you know, The Today Show, The Celebrity Apprentice. So Heather and her agency offer a full range of strategic communication services, um, including crisis management, media relations, even social media strategies. And we'll kind of talk about some of those things today as well. So thanks, Heather, again, for coming on my show. Thank you so much for having me. So I think one of the biggest questions, and, and even there's some of the things that you do that I, I totally didn't realize the full gamut, even though we work together, um, with a client, what is PR and, and what does it mean? Great question. Um, it's one of the first things I talk to clients about. We handle all communications on behalf of a company, um, whether it's communicating what you do, who you are to potential employees. Mm -hmm. we, help, yeah. we help our clients write job descriptions and the opening oh. of a job description that kind of talks about your culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, do, we do things like that, but mostly what we do is we're going to be talking to the media on behalf of, of your company and kind of introducing your company to the media in your space. And a lot of our clients have very specific niche industries that they work in. Um, for example, manufacturers are trying to sell to distributors. So we want to get manufacturing clients in front of potential distributor clients. And we do that by identifying the types of publications that their clients read. And then we reach out to those publications to try to secure stories about the client, the company. Um, public relations is a part of marketing strategy. Um, I like to consider it a tactic of your overall marketing strategy. It should be a piece of what you're doing. So, you know, companies who are out there making plans for marketing for 2017, um, if you have a marketing plan at all, 
you need to include PR in that marketing strategy. That's true. And I totally, again, you know, having worked with you for you know, a year at least, um, I, I didn't even realize that you did that element of the employees. And, and again, what I like about you is that, you know, when someone has PR and they want to get out there in the media, they don't even know where to start. Right. Um, so, and I know we kind of talked about, you know, our, our in the past, what kind of PR that you can do yourself and manage and mm -hmm. what, you definitely absolutely need a PR firm to, to move forward on. Right. So some of the companies that call us are really one person shops. Oh, okay. um, in a situation like that, what I would do is if they have very ambitious growth goals, I'm going to tell them some things that they can do themselves from day one yeah. to help them build up their own PR. And at some point, you know, a company grows naturally and you probably would need a PR firm or a PR person on your staff taking care of those things. Um, so some of the things that a small company might do is introduce themselves to their local newspaper yeah, um, or their local TV stations. Um, another thing that sometimes is overlooked is reaching out to the chamber. Right. Um, a lot of times a, a local county chamber or a city chamber will uh, reach out to the media on your behalf because they want their area businesses to grow. So they want those stories out there as well. Sometimes the chamber has a PR person that you can use if you're a member hmm. or, um, you know, a quarterly press release or yeah. an annual press release about your growth, something like that. Perfect. And then you mentioned that you kind of deal with some smaller companies. And I think for me, even before I met you, one of the biggest myths is that only, you know, big firms like Coca-Cola or just bigger corporations only mm -hmm. deal with PR. Uh, so explain how that's a huge myth. Yeah, it's, it's actually one of the things that, that I did for myself when I opened Ripley PR, I issued a press release announcing the launch of our company. So day one of opening your doors for business, you should consider PR. Um, PR is everything from your reputation management. It's, it involves a piece of your branding. Again, going back to your job descriptions and who, you know, telling your story as a company. What are you? Who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? A PR professional can help you kind of craft that story and figure out how you tell it to others, whether it's, you know, how you, how you tell people what you are and what you do on your website. Um, you know, it's not just about press releases. It's about your social mm -hmm. media. It's about every single message that you push out to the public. Um, we can help you craft that. And a lot of times people only consider um, talking to a PR professional when there's a crisis. And most of the time, you can prevent a crisis from blowing up in the media just by having positive, ongoing stories about your company. That's true. And so, obviously, so you deal with content strategy, social media strategy, mm -hmm. and then beyond that, working with different media companies, correct? Correct, yes. And so, a lot of times, we have journalists on our staff. Oh. And those journalists understand what other journalists are looking for. So, you know, sometimes we're called spin doctors because we're <laughs> trying to create a story 
that is going to benefit a journalist yeah and they have their own goals and agenda it's not to promote businesses but it's to create a story that their reader or their viewer is going to like and ultimately they want to sell more papers or they want to have a higher viewership so their agenda is just to get a story a good story that's such a good our point. agenda yeah yeah exactly. our agenda is to promote our client yeah and so we have to kind of spin it sometimes because the journalists um, don't always like PR professionals they know what we're trying to do <laughs> so <laughs> we have to spin it in a way that's going to capture their interest and ultimately fulfill their goal too yeah and again even like working with you with some like testimonial type stories it's like mm -hmm. and from a business perspective you just think hey I want everyone to know how great I am what results I bring and promote you know whatever it is but it's like you got to dial it down and think about well the media is not gonna publish that like th their agenda is completely different and you sort of forget about that right mm-hmm absolutely and it's easy to um, especially if a company is getting a lot of positive press it's easy to get to fall under that um, idea of oh they'll write about anything we send them yeah it's not necessarily that it's uh -uh. that we're telling them a good story yeah no that's so true and I, I think that's another misconception that people have or you give the media something and they're just gonna automatically publish it when that's not the case right right and yeah, I love that you guys write this stuff and put things together so that you know it's going to get picked up and you know it's going to get read and you're going to get that those positive PR results. Now, you sort of mentioned about like reputation um, and crisis. Now, I know some big companies get, you know, a bad rap for XYZ or something happens, but I mean, it can happen to a small business owner as well. Um, so you were just yeah, telling absolutely. me a story earlier, so why don't you uh, let the listeners uh, hear that story too? Sure. Um, I like in crisis management or reputation management, um, I, I talk to clients about, think about Peyton Manning. Um, you know, he had, like him or not, he had a great reputation in the NFL. Yeah. He, he's done some great things. Um, he's made a few mistakes along the way. And, uh, you know, when a crisis happens, recently it did with Peyton, and, and his name was brought into a negative light, it went away really, really fast because he had had all this positive press before that. And so one of the situations I was talking to you about was a come Florida. It was a home service company and um, a plumbing, residential plumbing company. Um, the licensed technician was out in the home and accidentally left a dirty handprint on a homeowner's wall. And the customer called in to complain. And it seems like, oh, that's such it's a stupid minor, little thing. It's, yeah. not, it's so minor. It's, nothing's going to happen of this. Sweep it under the rug. Well, the homeowner blew up social media about oh. it. Um, put comments all over this uh, company's Facebook page, put created a page about how horrible this company You're was. Serious? They went that it, far? <laughs> they they took it around. so far. And oh people were chiming in and saying, oh, yeah, what happened to me, too? The guy was out in my home and left muddy footprints on my carpet. Which could, of course, so, be a completely different company. It, but it could all have been. Together. It, 
it doesn't matter. It was probably, you know, somebody making up something. But because they didn't address it, and they didn't address it in the right way fast enough, mm. it blew up. And it became an out-of-control crisis. And it's such a small thing. I know. We've worked with companies that actually have crises. Um, I worked with one company who had an employee arrested for murder. Holy uh, We helped them through that. Um, we had, you know, everything from a company employee arrested for a DUI mm. in the paper with the company name mentioned. Um, there's some, there's some terrible things and you can't be ready for all of them. But the big question is, are you ready for a crisis? Do you have anything in writing that says, here's what we're going to do if right. something bad happens? And most of the companies we work with have never even thought about it. No. They don't have anything in writing. And the problem with that is it, it's a high-stress occasion, and you're not going to be able to think straight when something mm -hmm. like that happens. So you want to do it before something bad happens, and you want to have a written plan and be ready to go with written statements um, just to protect your company. Because if yeah. you're not ready and you don't respond, it can blow up. Oh, totally. Um, and like you said, if someone has all this great PR that's been happening and then there is a glitch, you address it right mm -hmm. away, then, you know, it'll go away faster and it won't affect your revenue and because it can. It absolutely can. I've seen companies have to shut their door because of a crisis wow, situation that really? wasn't handled. Yeah. It happened um, with a company I worked for. We had an a big issue in Melbourne, Florida, and we had to we had to close the door. They yes. didn't handle it quickly enough. Yeah. And the the thing is, if you have positive reputation and you're doing the right things, most of the time people don't want to believe something bad about the company. If they have a good opinion of them in yeah. their head already, they're not going to switch that. Or they just think that's just one anomaly, you know what I mean? It's right. one little situation yeah. or maybe that person, you know, went over the top or, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Because all the good stuff will overpower that one incident. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely. And, and, you know, just sometimes companies don't think about, okay, how do we build up a positive reputation mm -hmm. right now? Yeah. Um, the media are interested in growth stories. Mm -hmm. They like to talk about um, companies who are growing, companies who retain employees. Yeah, is a big story. That's if you've true. got if you've got a company where your average employee has been there for ten years, that's a huge story. Tell your local newspaper about it. Yeah, that's a great idea because it it tells a lot about you know you your your team mm -hmm. culture. Um, your ethics, you know, if you have a revolving door, then people are going to be like, hmm, if they're not great to work for, then, you know, why would I right. hire them, so to speak? Right. And, do I want them, yeah, yeah, doing our business? And people always want feel-good stories, right? And, right. And, yeah, and like to hear, I love hearing where people started from and how they got to be where they are, and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So your media, your local media, or if you have a national business, um, even the national trades are interested in that kind of thing. Uh, new hires, if you have uh, employees that went through a new certification program, mm -hmm. any of that stuff is newsworthy. Sometimes you can create news based on, you know, you just celebrated a 20th anniversary yes. and you're going to have a client event. Tell your local newspaper. Yeah, that's a great idea. 
Um, and one of the things that I saw that you had for your services had to do with uh, trade shows and, and, and how to get ready for those. And I sort of thought, you know, there are so many trade shows out there. So many people go to them and set up their booth, but they don't know really how to, even the booth itself, but they don't know how to present themselves well. Um, how do you help people through that? Because I find that kind of interesting. Yeah, we, we help a lot of clients at trade shows, but not only with their booth and the tablecloth and the collateral that you hand out, but are you speaking at those shows? You know, those shows, right. most of them have seminars and workshops, and, you know, that's a big question we're asked all the time is how, how could we make that happen? And most of the time, companies think those are paid right. placements, paid, paid speakers. Yeah. But it's actually quite opposite um, sometimes those trade shows will pay speakers so you need a PR firm to pitch you as a speaker at those big trade shows because that's gonna give you more of an ROI than just presenting a at a booth oh huge I mean you're touted as the expert and, and people want to go to the expert I mean that would hugely raise exactly. your reputation and your status and and your visibility yes you're seen as the expert, and it gives you a leg up over all of your competition who are just exhibiting at the show. Yeah, that's awesome. So you help people kind of get those gigs, if you will, and coach them how to do it and what to do and say and what have you? Yeah. I mean, ideally, we're going to look for somebody at the company who's a great speaker. Yeah. Because you don't want to you don't want to get up there and just totally Some people blow do it. not have that gig. <laughs> But um, we can coach you and we can help you with presentation ideas and stuff like that. But a lot of times we'll reach out to the publications, uh, the trade show publications, and we know based on those conversations what the industry is looking for. Yeah. And just to give you an example, one of our mutual clients who owns CEO Warrior goes out and talks to home service businesses um, and, and one of the... One of the unique aspects that all of these trade shows are looking for is they need help recruiting. And Mike can help them with recruiting and talk about how do you do it? What are you doing wrong? Yeah. And so a lot of times we find those things out by talking to the trade show, or I'm sorry, the trade magazines. And then that way we know what to pitch as speaking opportunities oh, awesome. at the trade shows. Yeah, that makes total sense. Well, you wouldn't catch me speaking, I tell you, I'd be nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of it myself, but every time I have done it, it works. So yeah, I do recommend does, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's enough that I'm doing videos and podcast shows. <laughs> <laughs> every little bit step, every little step helps, right? Right, um, right. So what, I don't know which way to go about it, but like what would your ideal client look like and, and what should people look for in a PR firm? It really varies. I, I like to talk to business owners or marketing vice presidents mm. or directors of marketing and really find out where are you now? Where yeah. do you want to be in two years, five years, ten years? Because PR can be a little uh, misleading. You know, PR takes some time to build and yes. get momentum going. And once you do, it can get out of control if you aren't prepared for the growth. So to give you an example, I had a client a few years ago who sold jewelry and they really wanted to be on um big national TV show. 
and we got them on the national TV show. Oh, wow. Their website crashed. Oh. And it ended up, they couldn't handle the traffic. They couldn't handle all the orders yeah. they had. And it and it was worse than not getting on that show because they got kind of a bad reputation yeah. for not being able to fulfill the orders. So now I have learned I've got to ask what the capacity is. You know, if we get this big Wall Street Journal article about your company, can you handle the business if after that comes from that? Yeah, and that's an important question it to does, ask. Yeah, it does take some time. It's not something that happens day one. We've been working with clients for a year or two and something big finally happens. Over the course of that time, you should be seeing results. So you should be seeing some of those interviews and bylined articles that are basically expert um, columns written by you and, and trade publications and stuff like that. So you should see, but if we were to have, you know, to get a big story right away, can you handle it? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good point. Do you ever have people where they have unrealistic expectations? Oh, if I have a PR firm, then I'm going to be on a national syndicated show in six months. Yeah. Or like, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you come up with that or you come across it. But yes, I try to educate companies yeah and and be realistic with the expectations um you know all we can do is help you create a unique story and we help tell it we don't make any guarantees yes um, i had a company that asked me to they said i will hire you today for whatever it takes money you know whatever budget you need but we want you to guarantee that we are going to be an entrepreneur magazine. Oh. And we can't do that. No. It's not ethical and it's it's not really in our control. We can do the best we have or we can with the relationships that we have and what we know about the publication and what they cover. Yeah. But we can't make those guarantees. No. And this person ended up hiring another agency who did promise that and they fired them after six months but they threw away a lot of money totally and there are agencies out there who will make claims like that but you really should be aware of of those claims that's a good uh that's a good pointer for sure um so what if you were hiring a pr firm what are the right questions to ask or what should you look for i would ask what their experience is in your industry right oh, that's a good um point. ask for you know, it doesn't have to be a written case study. We don't do that for all of our clients. Um, we we do sometimes, but ask for specifics. What did you do for a company that's similar to ours? Mm -hmm. um, ask for client names and phone numbers. Can we call your current clients and ask how happy they are? Right. Um, that's something that I've noticed that a lot of PR agencies, you know, we don't put our client list on our website. Right. But we don't do that because we don't want our competitors to know all of our clients. We don't do it so that companies don't have um, a list of people they could call. We do turn over a list if someone asks for that, right. asks for referrals. Yeah, that's interesting. Is it a really competitive market? Like, because I would have thought that you would have, like, you know, most sites have lists of who your clients are and that kind of thing, but. Mm -hmm. You raise a good point, that's for sure. <laughs> it is It is competitive in that um, 
there are some PR agencies out there who just kind of scour other agency sites. Uh, and if they see company names, they know that, oh, this company hires agencies. We're going to reach out to them. Right. And so, yeah, I, I've experienced that. I worked for other yeah. agencies before I started Ripley PR. So yeah. that's why we don't list ours. But it's um, we gladly give it over to clients and potential totally. clients. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I really appreciate all your, your insight as well. If there are a few tips that you would give a small business owner um, to kind of get the ball rolling in regards to PR, um, what, are, what would be a few good kind of starting ground pointers? Okay, great question. I would recommend that you uh, go to your local newspaper website. Yeah. Um, a lot of times there's going to be an editorial section or a um, contact us section, and you can click on that tab and find out who the editors are. Mm. You probably want to reach out to business editor and just email them and introduce yourself. Keep it short. They're mm -hmm. busy. They receive hundreds of emails. But introduce yourself. Tell them how long you've been in business. Talk to them about what your company does. And offer yourself up as an expert in whatever you're an expert at. Um, if it's, you know, you're an expert at um, towing cars, you know, and keeping the cars. Uh, sorry, I can't think of the word. <laughs> <laughs> taking, taking care of the cars. Yeah. Um, you want to introduce yourself as a local towing company that takes care of people's cars. If yeah. you're an accountant, you want to talk about the types of businesses you work with and that's what you're an expert in. Or you're a payroll company and you can talk about new payroll changes, tax changes and all of that. Just think about what you do and introduce yourself to your local newspaper and you doing what you're an expert at. Another thing is join a chamber. If you're a local business with local clients, mm -hmm. um, join the chamber and ask them, you know, how can you help us with getting some media coverage about our company. A lot of times they have those relationships already and they can help. Yeah, that's true. And then just look at your website, look at your social media. What kind of story are you telling about your company? And is it consistent? Does your social media look like it's managed by the same company as your website? Because a lot of times companies will have their child do their social media because, oh, they're on Facebook all the time. They know it. <laughs> but <laughs> you got to be careful with that. Make sure that it's professional. Yeah. Make sure that you're addressing customer complaints and, you know, positive and negative. But, you know, make sure that everything you're communicating out to the public is professional and it's the same message across the board. Right. And I guess that goes with you help people with their branding, right, and, and making it consistent? Yes, um, we we do everything from logo design to website design and website content. But branding is also your employees and what kind of brand they portray to. So a lot of times we'll work with companies to make sure their employees represent the brand in in the way they should. Mm, that's a good point. And just that the messaging and and mm -hmm. language and service is all consistent. Right. Um, core values. Do they know what they are? You know, all of it kind of goes together. It's yeah. it sort of falls under marketing, but so it's things. also PR. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, again, even having worked with you for so long, it's like I didn't realize all the gamuts of it, like all the different variables and 
and how it all kind of ties together and impacts. Um, it's a lot. It is. It's a lot of little pieces, and any time a company needs advice or anything like that, we're here to help push them in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And so where can people find you, Heather, if they're looking for uh, advice and any input on PR? Yeah, our website is Ripley, R-I-P-L-E-Y, PR.com. And I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn a lot, actually. <laughs> Heather Ripley, <laughs> Ripley PR, yes, I love LinkedIn. It's great for building the business as well. That's one of the other things we help our clients with is awesome. LinkedIn profiles and making sure they're taking advantage of that. Um, and you can email me at hripley at ripleypr.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was super informative. Um, thank you, Lindsay. I appreciate you coming on. Okay. Yeah, thanks. You bet. So that is, uh, that's it for this special episode of Sailing to Success podcast. So, folks, you can, of course, go to my other site, which is lindsayphillips.com, to listen to this episode, um, my other podcasts, videos, and check out my blogs. So, until next time, everyone, I wish you a productive and profitable week, and may the winds always be at your back. You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.